Unlimited Influence Podcast, Episode 48. Are you a coach or consultant who wants everyone to know who you are? Head over to theaccelerantgroup.com and grab your free copy of the Brand Builder Formula. Get ready to accelerate your business results. everyone, Samantha Riley here and I'm super excited to be welcoming today's featured guest, Byron Ingram. Byron is a marketing strategist helping business owners discover their message and reach their ideal clients leveraging online media. Byron leverages his work as a speaker, author and podcaster to reach people around the world with his message. Welcome to the show, Byron. Why, thank you. I am very excited to jump in with you. Last time we spoke, you gave me so many little value bombs for my own marketing and I spent the whole day on my website making tiny little tweaks. So I'm very, very keen to dive in and see what value you've got for us today. But oh, there's always value. There is always value. That, okay. That was a very brief intro, but before we start, I'd love you to pull back the curtain a little and give us a sneak peek into who you are and what makes you tick. Oh, well, sure. Definitely. Well, it's my bio system of I'm a marketing strategist and I like to take a different approach to it because it's more of a holistic view towards marketing. Because a lot of times when you think about marketing a business, you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to have someone run my Facebook ad campaign. I'm going to have someone do the search engine optimization. And well, this is great. But what we're missing is that holistic 50,000 foot view of how all these things work together of what's the message? Who's your ideal client? How should the journey truly look like for someone to go from being a total stranger to being a raving fan? So everything is choreographed. Mm, and I know from the, the conversation that we had, and my eyes normally pretty good on a website, and the things that you were picking up were little tiny, tiny little tweaks that no one had ever mentioned to me before. And, you know, it, it does create that holistic view of what's going on instead of that very tiny little tunnel vision that I find. And I know that we spoke about this last time when, when people say marketing, they usually think advertising. And I know that we had a little bit of a conversation about that, but I'd love you to dive deeper, <laughs> get my words out, dive deeper into that thought. Sure. Definitely. When, most people, they think of the advertising. It's typically one channel, like, well, we just have to run ads. Well, the, here's the, the bigger thing. When you're looking at running ads, it's not just putting a message to put something out there. That's like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. You really have to think, who is it specifically that you want to attract? Because at the end of the day, we all have that ideal client that we want to attract. So we have to make our message compelling. We're like, ooh, I like that. Think of like when you're walking through the grocery store or something like that, and they might be making fresh cookies. You have all these memories that, that just start flowing through your brain. Like, oh my gosh, I remember that type of smell when I was seven or whatever. Mm. That's the type of emotion you want people to create with your advertisements. So it compels people to want to, at the very least, check you out. Mm. And I, the way that I have been describing it to my clients just lately is stop looking at your ideal client and start feeling like you are them. So instead of looking at them, like actually really come in through their eyes and really, you know, think about the feelings, what's keeping them awake at night, all of, you know, actually being them. Right. Exactly. You have to put yourself into their shoes. What is it they're hungry for right now? Because so many times we 
have this notion. We want to think about, well, I think they need this. Well, no, it's not about what you think they need. It's a matter of what they want. Mm. Because what what someone needs and what they want are two totally different things in a lot of cases. Yeah, totally. I need a diet, but I don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you, you know, it's, you think about it of it's think about how many people say, well, I need to lose 10 pounds, but I kind of want a pint of ice cream. Yeah, that's so. right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And someone that needs to lose 10 pounds doesn't really want to see some sort of message coming at them that that's what you need to do. Right. Exactly. Because if you think about it, if you knew you needed to lose 10 pounds, the last thing you wanted is someone to come up to you and say, hey, you look like you can lose 10 pounds. Not going to go over too well. Yeah. Don't think that campaign was really stick. <laughs> right. The, the the little of the angry face uh, of reactions on Facebook would be exponential because of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's steer clear of that one. All right, well, right. What I'd love to do is actually step back, Byron, to the time that you started your business. Um, I'd love you to take us on the journey of where you were and how did you transition into uh, what you're doing now and, you know, what did you have to work through to, you know, emotionally and what did you have to learn to make that transition over? Well, let's see. Turning back the clock, it's like I feel like I should, like, get this little wind-up clock and just turn it back and, like, you know, make those sound effects. <laughs> but <laughs> the Byron and, Ingram, this is your life. <laughs> Right. It's like, okay, we're going to go on a little journey now. <laughs> the It really goes back several years. when I, After I got out of the Air Force, I was doing financial planning for a couple of years. And I started noticing a pattern. I would spend more time working with the clients on how they could grow their business. Because to me, I thought, well, this is a lot more interesting. I thought, well, why not pursue that? And then the opportunity came up. I thought, you know, I should just dive straight in. And of course, when you leave one thing, because I had just different belief systems and how people should achieve success, I thought, okay, I have to make this happen. And of course, when you're starting something up, it's like, wow, I know my skills, but I need to increase them. Because with this holistic view, it was taking the time to learn about the different areas because I didn't want to just walk the walk. It was like, okay, no, if I'm telling you to do this, there's a reason behind it. So it was dissecting every single avenue of, okay, well, what's the best way to construct the ideal client avatar? Okay, what are the different traffic methods online to have people come to your website? Understanding social media, understanding the psychology of the sale, all the different things, looking back at my background and pulling out all the little tool sets. And then it was really being consistent and not giving up because there are times like, oh, this is so difficult because when you have a forward thinking idea, Especially, you know, a couple of years ago, very few people thought, well, I just want people to come to my site. I don't really give a crap about you know, what they think. I just want them to buy. But mm. now people are realizing as the competition, there's so much more. They have to do something different. Yes, agreed. I love what you said there about looking into your background and noticing your skill set and tapping into that. Because what I find when I speak to a lot of people is when they're making the transition into their business, they're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm brand new. I don't know what I'm doing. They, they, it's almost like they've got this imposter syndrome and they feel like a fraud where what, what you're saying is, well, you've actually got a huge skill set. Now you've got a different employer. 
So instead of someone giving you a paycheck, you're, you're organizing your own paycheck, but it's still exactly the same thing. You've still got the same skills and you're still using them. It's just that someone different is paying you. Right, exactly. And that's the one of those biggest shifts you have to make. When you're going to be doing something on your own, you have to decide very quickly, what's the outcome you want to have? And then start charting out milestones. What do you need to be doing on a month-to-month basis? So then you can break down on a daily basis, what should I be doing? Because when you're launching a business, sometimes you can feel like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like I did squat today. But you might have accomplished something that was very critical that other things could might not have been able to happen until you did that one thing. Mm-hmm. So when you know more about that outcome, it's going to reduce that feeling of, I didn't do squat today. Yeah. Because it's, it's very different when you're working for another company or the systems or the procedures, everything's in place. There's normally a team around you. And all of a sudden, you're in a very different position where you're setting those things up right from the beginning. So, it might not feel like you're actually doing whatever it is that your thing is because there's so many other things to do. Right. Exactly. And that's the important thing is when you're focused on the outcome, you're going to always be moving in the right direction. Then you have to remember something that if you're working for an employer, if you call in sick one day, well, everything still keeps on moving. Well, when you're an entrepreneur, the same thing happens. Just because you take a day off doesn't mean that everything comes to a grinding halt and nothing's happening. It just means that you had to take a deep breath. It's no different than if you're to take a vacation, that if you don't take care of yourself, well, then it's going to get worse. If you have a cold, take a day off, recover. It's much better to let your body heal for a day as an entrepreneur than it is to just to suffer and you do mediocre work for a week and then you're having to redo it. Mm, I love that you've shone the light there because that mediocre work that comes from just working every day, every day, you know, as entrepreneurs, we need to be creative in our businesses, whether that's creative in our words or our images or our thinking, whatever it is, you know, we're creating constantly. And I don't know about you, but I used to find that every time I took a vacation, I would usually relax for, you know, a day or two days at the max before all of a sudden I used to start having these really creative thoughts. And, and it's when I'm on vacation that I have the big aha moments or the, the ideas for the new book or the ideas for a new campaign. Uh, so it's really important to take that time out. Right. Exactly. We have to have the time outs. Otherwise, we're going to burn ourselves out. And if you ever try to be creative when you're burnt out, mm. it doesn't work very good. You're just looking at your screen, you're looking at your notebook or whatever, and all you see is a blank space. Mm. And we're both talking there from knowing because we're, I, I'm oh, yes. pretty sure we've both been there. And, oh, yes. and it's just such a time waste. So instead of using that three hours of staring at a blank screen, even just three hours getting out and, you know, walking along the beach or going and meditating under a tree, whatever it is that's your thing, is a better use of your time to rejuvenate, to get back to that creative space and trying to push through when you're not doing anything anyway. Right, exactly. And I have a simple rule of thumb. If I'm going to start creating content, I'll give it five to ten minutes. If I cannot come up with something really creative, I go and do something else. And I come back to it later because that creative genius might not just be there right now. I'm looking like, "Mm, not feeling it. I will go and do something that's going to spark creativity. I'll go spend time in the outdoors. I'll go to the gym or whatever. Expose myself to something that will 
usually create the trigger that's needed. And I'll look back and oh, there it is. It's so crystal clear now. Where if you try to force it, it doesn't always work. You're going to have some people that will say, oh, just power through. Well, you can do that. But then like I find for myself when I do do it, I go back and have this look on my face of what in the world was I thinking? Where's the delete key? Yeah. Absolutely. That That is very, very wise advice. And I suggest that anyone that's listening in takes Byron's advice. And next time you're sitting in front of the computer and you've got a blank screen and you're, you've been sitting there for too long, just walk away. Go and do something that you personally need, whether it's read a book, go to the gym, catch up with friends, whatever it is that you need to do, because it's very wise advice. Oh, yeah. It makes a world of a difference. Absolutely. So, Byron, I'm really, really intrigued to know the answer to this because as a marketer, you're helping people to build their businesses and build their personal brands. But how important has it been for you personally to build your brand? Oh, extremely. It's Your brand is who you are. You can't ignore yourself of what you're doing. You have to think of how are you showing up every day? How can you be adding value to people's lives consistently? What are those steps that you need to be taking to grow? And it's just a critical thing for you to grow and help other people. More and more people have to know who you are. Mm, 100%. All right. So there's many, many working parts to what that personal brand is. If you were to choose three things which had the greatest impact in the growth of your personal brand, what would they be? The three greatest things. Whoa, that's almost a tough one. Like, just three? Oh, yeah, I know, easy. I know. That's why <laughs> like, I said there's many parts, but yeah, I'm, we're putting you under the pump right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, can it be like a juice pump? Because that, you know, that way it's like, you know, I can 100%. have something to drink. <laughs> 100%. It's morning here. A, a juice would be great. <laughs> oh, excellent. So, I'd say so three critical things. One would be the podcast that I, do, I've, I have right now. Because that creates exposure of putting me in front of people that I might not have been in front of before. And, and here's the, the thing that I think sometimes people don't think about a podcast. It's like, well, I might not be getting a ton of listeners. Let's think about it for a moment. Just imagine that you were wanting to do a speaking engagement somewhere. And they said, oh, well, there's going to be 30 people in the room. Most people would say, sure, I'd love to do that. But if someone had, let's say, in the beginning, well, I only saw... 30 downloads for that episode. Well, it's the same analogy. There's That's 30 people who are now exposed to your message that you weren't before. Mm. What's the difference? 100%. And I was, I've was i been told that same thing before. And to take that even further, if you're looking at the screen and you see only 30 and you're having a moment of, oh, this is a waste of time, imagine those 30 people standing in front of you now. And now do you feel like you're making a difference? Right. Yeah, exactly. Great, great advice. So the first one would so, be having your own podcast. What would the second one be? I'd say the the second thing in terms of that credibility was putting a lot of my thoughts into a book. Mm-hmm. Because it, even we're in this digital age, there's something magical, like not like a unicorn magical type thing, <laughs> but, <laughs> but of having your name in print where you have your ideas there because. If you look at the masses, I wish I knew the exact statistics, but think of the number of people say, oh, I really should write a book versus the number of people said, yeah, I wrote a book. Yes. Two totally different numbers. And that helps differentiate you because when you have a book, well, now it makes it easier 
for you to approach people. It's like, oh yeah, I'd love to be a guest on your show or, oh, I'd love to come talk to your group. I have, I'm an author. Like, oh, okay. It makes it easier it also, from that perspective. It also positions you in the sense that people already feel like they know you. They know exactly what you stand for. They know what your zone of genius is. And you, even if you're regurgitating the information, which we all are, we're regurgitating from everything that we've learned through all of our experiences, it's, we're still thought leaders, but because we're still pulling that information together in our very own unique way. So procedure for even writing the book helps us to get clarity on our thoughts before it even gets out into the world. Right. Exactly. That's so critical. And because it positions you as an expert. Well, now that you are moving towards the front of the line versus all the people who they're still thinking about writing a book. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So that's number two. Excellent. <laughs> and number three, I almost feel like there should be a drum roll or something here. <laughs> it, uh, perfect. It would be social media. Yep. And when you look at it, it, it doesn't really matter which platform you're on because they're all great in some fashion or another. Well, except for like MySpace, you, you know, it's like Tom being everybody's friend that just kind of went out the wayside, you know, years ago. So you, you have to be where your ideal clients are at and it allows you to become part of somebody's life. And that's really critical because people can see you making impact in people's lives. And by doing that, you're, able to help consistently maintain that top of mind awareness of what you do to your, your audience. Yeah. Because let's say like, oh my gosh, you do that? And your message can show up to them right when they need to see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because people will do business with people they know, like, and trust. Most of us have heard that before. But things are right. moving so quickly that it's very easy to forget that person that you haven't seen on social media for even a couple of weeks. So you're saying that the consistency of posting keeps the um, keeps you engaged with your network so that when they do have that problem and you're popping up, they don't have to rack their brain thinking of someone and, and you're hoping that, that you come up first, that you're just there so it almost takes that thought process away. It's like, okay, Byron's just popped up. I've just remembered I've got this problem that I need solved. I'm going to reach out to Byron. Exactly. That's what it boils down to because with so much competition out there, if you're not taking the efforts to be in front of those prospects that you want to attract, someone else is. Mm. And there's nothing worse than, and this happens a lot, especially in industries like real estate. Someone will say, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that you did that. Yes. That's the one thing you don't want to hear because you just you can just visualize, let's say, like a big gargantuan piggy bank setting sail on a ship, but you're just like waving bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> because someone else said the hell like, oh, I got it. <laughs> Sorry to you. So true. And we don't want to see the piggy bank. Floating away into the distance. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So next time you're thinking, I don't know whether I should post that on social media, just think about that piggy bank floating away. Right. Exactly. That's the way you want to look at it. It's every day taking action to make sure that people know what you do. It is vital in today's world. If people don't know what you do, well, then there's a problem. Absolutely. If there was one piece of advice that you wish someone had shared with you at the beginning of your business journey, Byron, what would it be? Uh, let's see. 
I'd say if I could really go back in time, one bit of business advice uh, yeah, would have been I'm like putting you under the spotlight today, aren't I? Oh no, I, I think of all sorts of things. But if if I could just go back in time and tell myself something, like even years ago, it would have been like buy stock in Apple when it was dirt cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. And don't we all wish that? And then and then let's back that up with Facebook, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, oh, I should have done that. Well, you have to – I'd say the, the best type of business advice because it, it all relates to it. You don't want to look back and think, I should have, because there's nothing worse than if you should all of yourself. Absolutely. Because that doesn't lead you anywhere. If there's ever a moment – you think I should do this. Well, then that means you must do it. Right. So if advice. it's if it, even if it's something like I should run a Facebook ad today. Well, no, you sh- that means you need to run a Facebook ad today. You must run a Facebook ad today. Because even if that Facebook ad doesn't work, at least you can say, well, I did it. Now we can tweak it. Now we can change it. Now we can do whatever it needs to happen. Or, wow, right. I'm so glad I did that Facebook ad because now I've got all this extra money in my bank account. Either way, it's better than I should have. Right. Exactly. That is the key to it. You never want to look back at anything with, I should have done that, or, oh my gosh, I missed out on that. Never do that. Take action right now, because now is what you control. If you wait, you might not have that same level of control anymore. Mm. Take action right now. It's, love it. It's definitely part of the ethos that that I live, breathe, eat too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Byron, thank you so much for sharing your value today. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. How can my listeners stay or what is the best way my listeners can stay connected with you? Well, there's two ways of doing it. Obviously, one is Facebook. If you go to facebook.com and go to the Byron Ingram, you will find me. And that's my last name is spelled I-N-G-R-A-H-A-M. So that way it makes it easier instead of like, well, I went there. I just didn't spell it right. Mm-hmm. So it eliminates that. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing you can do is you can go to my website, byroningram.com. And if you go to byroningram.com slash ideal client, you can get a nice little free offer there, which will help you identify who your ideal clients are and how to find them online. Beautiful. So I encourage everyone that's listening in to go and get your ideal client Cheat sheet from Byron. He definitely knows what he's talking about. He's a great marketer, a great guy. And thank you again so much for sharing with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Are you a coach or consultant who wants everyone to know who you are? Head over to theaccelerantgroup.com and grab your free copy of the Brand Builder Formula. Get ready to accelerate your business results. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unlimited Influence Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at theaccelerantgroup.com. It's your time to shine.